Sean Six from the Liquid Conversations, and I'm here with who? Dollskin. My name's Sydney. I'm Alex. I'm Megan. And I'm Nicole. And we're Dollskin, yeah. So my question is, we're actually walking up here at this room. <laughs> Where does the anger come from? Um, a lot of places. Um, it first really came from when Trump got elected to be freaking honest. Uh, that really fueled like the fire in this band to just get angry about a lot of things. Um, recently, we're real pissed about Alabama trying to ban abortion, I guess. I don't know, to just really get into it. Um, I don't know. What else is everyone else? I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot, you know, of injustices that we see, not necessarily feel that, you know, we feel like that as people with a platform, you know, we kind of have to use that to speak out for people that don't. So. So do you feel like playing in a band you have to say something do you have like a it's not it's more that we want to you know like we, okay. we see these people that like are trying so hard to speak out and it's like no one's listening and it's people listen to us they feel like they have to listen to us so it's, well if we exactly I mean like forced but in a way that it's like in a good way in a really good way it's responsibility there's yeah. a responsibility we want to okay yeah so when you think about starting this band and starting to do this stuff, is it everything that you thought it was going to be? It's everything I thought, but like in a very different way, like on a very different spectrum. Because it's like growing up, you always see like, like I saw Hannah Montana, I saw One Direction. Yeah. And then I saw, you know, bands from the outside. You know, okay. I saw Pierce the Veil from the outside. Like I never knew what it was like on their side, you know, and now I'm kind of in it and it's weird. A lot, a lot of people think about playing in a band or you know being on tour and stuff like that. They think it's amazing. Like, oh my God, it's so great that you could actually do that. They don't understand that it's a lot of dumb shit. All the ins and outs. Uh, it's So my favorite thing to say about tour is that it's a lot of hurry up and wait. Um, yeah, We you, actually did that here last night. Yeah, hurry up literally, and wait. That's literally how it is. It's It gets tedious, but it's... I don't know, you kind of get used to it, you know? It's it's just a way of life that's very different, you know? Um, yeah, there's a routine to it. It's very unique. Um, I guess, like, circling back to your question, personally, I didn't have a lot of, like, expectations of, like, oh, three years into this band, what is it going to be like? But I feel like it exceeds any expectations I might have had. Yeah. I think, I think we all, like, dreamt of being in a band and, like, touring and, I don't know, like, playing music, but I don't think we ever really... Well, details, yeah, the details. It was like, oh, I just want to be in a band and I want to tour around. And it's like, you don't really think of the small stuff. You I really just don't think, want a real job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, it's a business now. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is totally like exceeded all, I think, of our expectations. Like we all, we set like kind of milestones, I guess, when we first started as a band. We were like, oh, I can't wait till we play Warp Tour. Or we, people would be like, when do you guys feel like you'll, you've made it? And we would always say, uh, when we go overseas. And it's like, we met those milestones and it's still just like, what? we're like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's really Okay, so crazy. if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? I don't know. I literally, um, I would just, I would still be in school, I guess, and just working at home. That's it, I guess. I would be doing college and working on photography, getting, my, like, a job. I already have a job, but, like, an actual job. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've always been in love with science, so I was actually... If I didn't do the band thing, it would be forensic science. I'd be okay. going to school for that. Yeah. I feel like um, I would definitely be going to school for, I don't know, architecture. I would love to think I could do that. I'm not good at math, but architecture or um, music school has always been a goal. But I plan to do both. i just not sure when. <laughs> not um, right now. Th this is the way you make money so you can actually pay for that school, right? I guess so. I mean, that's, I'm, gonna, I'm <laughs> really trying to keep that in mind. She's like, we'll see eh, how it goes. not so much. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see.
Either way, we'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. So you guys recently changed labels. Yes. yes. How is that working out for you? It's Better. like, it's the best thing ever so well, far. Well, that was super honest comment. Yeah. <laughs> Better, it's, it's just like, even from when they were just talking to us, they were so excited about right, us, right. you know? And it's like, our manager's label was excited about us because it was our manager's label. And they did what they could for us. And now we are at a different level and Hopeless kind of matches that level and is bringing us above it. Like the other bands that are on Hopeless are bands that like sound like us or that we can play with versus like the bands on EMP are great bands, but they are just like they lean so much more to heavy metal or that like, is a metal. That yeah, is definitely, it's definitely a metal label. A metal yeah. label which would do, is I mean, great, obviously with Dave, yeah. I mean, all that stuff is like them doing that. I mean, him coming out and seeing you guys play and stuff like that and him paying attention mm-hmm. is awesome. I mean, just because he's him. Yeah. Yeah. But was that a like a conscious choice to say we're out? Peace off. Um, we had like we had been working as a band and with David to try and move us from EMP for a while. Like he, right. it wasn't like we were like I don't know if I can curse, but fuck you, David. We weren't like that at all. We were like we still work with David. We still love David, but David also knew that it was like time for us to move yeah. on from the label and to grow. Yeah, so it was definitely That's a good like, way to yeah. put it. We grew out it, of it. I think David yeah and okay. he wanted that for us too like it was all a very just like yeah, mutual think, decision it's very interesting that you know the guy that we you know made the label for us we're on the label he's like i'm taking you off my label <laughs> we're like oh, oh okay all right thank <laughs> you david it was I also a thing too of like he didn't want to be our manager and our label he really uh got into this to be our manager and it was like he ended up being our label just because it made sense at the time but it was like the longer it went on the less like it made sense I, so. I think in general now, when you look at the industry, people kind of veer away from the idea of about a label in general because it really doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You don't have to have it. Yeah. Well, that's what's that's what's crazy is that like this label. Uh, you, we've always been told like you know be scared of label deals. You know be scared of this and be scared of that. But it's like from the beginning, Hopeless has been like the most wonderful people. Like they've been so excited about us that they wanted to do everything they could to make us want to be on their label. And from the beginning, we were like, oh my god, we would love to be on your label. And then our lawyer and manager and everyone were like. But the terms, though. And so, you know, through all of that, we got... Well, no one wants to sign that 360 deal and end up signing it all away. No, no. (laughs) Which we never even got offered. And they, like, talked about how they would never give us that, you know? Anti-label label. label. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's a a fair statement right there, yeah. Like, they're very just, like, they are for their artists. They, like, want their artists to have a message, and they want to stand behind the message that their artists are saying. And, like... The free first couple phone calls, um, they just really, you know, talked about that. And it was like, oh, that's so cool that we can believe in what you guys stand for and you guys can believe in what we stand for. It was just, it was a great fit. It's a really good fit. Also, there's a lot of women working there. Like, yeah. at okay. yeah. I mean, the, you know, so the L.A. Cool. one that we go to. Like, their entire like, office is ladies. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. They're so excited. Every time we walk in, you can see that they're all like, oh, yes, ladies, thank you. <laughs> we're like, hi, we love you. <laughs> I think a lot of people now thinking about the music industry, how it's changed over the last 35 years anyway. For a lot of people now, like they literally are veering away from the idea of about a label. They, they, you know, I can do this at home. I can yeah. go to, you know, Guitar Center and spend five grand and buy all the shit and record yeah. it at home. Is that something when somebody approaches you and says, we want you to be on our label, do you have that moment where you're like, I don't really need you? No, we, we I don't think we've ever been of the mindset of like, yeah, we've never been like, let's just do it ourselves. Like we can do it better ourselves because none of us have like gone to school for any of that like none of us like 
it just like the label definitely gives us a platform that like we couldn't do ourselves like it's especially with hopeless because of like the bands that they have right. on their label like just being amongst that lineup is something that like as a diy band we could we could never get i don't know we've been like very diy and like behind the scenes kind of stuff but like about you just want the support somebody says we're gonna push your stuff out yeah. there yeah we're gonna help no, you. it's it's definitely a great platform um they've given us a lot of uh, they've opened a lot of doors for us yeah absolutely. yeah so tell me about this album that's coming out next yeah. month love is dead and we killed her coming out june 28th um super super excited about it people keep asking about the title so I guess I'll come right out and just talk about the title. Um, we so Manic Pixie and In Your Face Again, you know, they were there was a lot of relationship songs, okay. and wh- whether it was happy relationship songs or sad relationship songs or angry relationship songs, it was just where we were. You know, that's where we were at. Um, that's where Megan was at with all of her lyrics. You know, because Megan's our main lyricist, and so okay. it just kind of it worked like that. It made sense at the time. Like, it made sense. It great. Absolutely. Yeah, we had to make music. <laughs> yeah, and Megan was writing a bunch of amazing lyrics. Um, and still does, but uh, with this album, we basically wanted to kill the idea of love, and so every none of the songs, like love songs yeah. yeah, love songs, yeah, or like relationship songs, or breakup songs. You know, we were like, let's try it. Let's like actively avoid that. Yeah. There's just so much more in this world to write about than someone that fucked you over. It's <laughs> yeah. just like there's so much more going on that we. Surprisingly really- enough, talking about this on the way, and we're like, yeah. well, what's this idea about love? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like, is it really that bad of a thing? I mean, yeah, well, it's like, not. we don't mean it like that, but yeah, it was just like we were brainstorming about what we wanted to put on this album, like what we wanted our message to be. And we really wanted a clear message. We wanted songs with like a real purpose that like weren't just telling a story, but we're also like hopefully making an impact, not just like in somebody's love life or their relationship, but like. I don't know, something that like sparks a change in somebody. Um, and we were literally just throwing out like what we want this album to be. And somebody said, love is dead and we killed her. I was like, ha we're not writing love songs anymore. And I remember I wrote it down in one of my notebooks and then we just kind of always circled back to it. Yeah. So that is like the idea, same yeah. way that we came up with our band name. It was like, somebody said it, don't know who it was, and it's ours. Yeah, honestly, I, I mean, I feel like when you eliminate, and this took me a while to realize, but when uh, you eliminate the idea of just writing love songs, like it, it kind of allows you to go deeper into yourself and like access the really personal stuff that like you don't really want to talk about. Like Sydney, like lots of her, she contributed with like some great lyrics and extremely personal about you know what she's you know, been going through and it's all you know and like same with myself it's just we all have the internal struggle so it's less about like another person it's more about ourself yeah. you know yeah. yeah no it's like and in terms of like kind of writing about love because it's like we do have spe- like specifically one song that's not necessarily about love but it's about getting over like dealing with the repercussions of like being in a bad relationship for a long period of time um and so it's not like we can, if it has anything to do with the relationship, we can't write about it. Yeah. It's just deeper than that. Mm-hmm. So. so we're watching you actually do your set. Speaking on that whole thing about the name of the album and that kind of mantra that's behind it, where do you go when you sing and you close your eyes? <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like it's... Like it's, you're in some other place. And we're, <laughs> I her, am. Her, we're actually watching, you know, like, where is she going right now? <laughs> I, 
I, I, I like to think I'm a very nice person outside of my stage persona, <laughs> but if anyone like messes with me or says anything weird on stage to us, like it's over, you know, like it's, it's someone that I'm really not in my everyday life ever. And it's like, it's, it's a really great outlet for me. Cause it's like, I get a lot of my anger out on stage, like any sort of pent up angst or frustrations. I just let it all out. Cause it's like, I can't remember lyrics unless I'm on stage. Because okay. it's just like, it's in a different part of my brain that like I can't get to <laughs> when I'm not on stage. Yeah. Stage brain. I have stage brain, brain and life brain. I do. <laughs> it's, it's just, um, it's, <laughs> it's just a different, it's a, it's a different me, but it's like, it is still me. Um, it's just more aggressive. It's more intense. And it, I don't know. I. Do you I feel, feel like you become a different person when you step on stage? Not a different person. I'm no. definitely still me. It's another just, version of you. Another version words. of yeah. me. Okay. It's just like, if I if I was this person as well in my everyday life, I would get in more arguments. I would like, I would stand up a lot and argue more. I okay. like, which I never argue. I never stand up for like anything. So like, when I'm on stage, I just I that's I'm just this uh, more. Um, What's the word? Confrontational person. Yeah, yeah. So if you were going to give advice to somebody who's some young girl says, I want to play in a band, say do that? I would say you just have to let go. Because it's like, if you're up on stage worrying about, oh, I wonder if this looks stupid, or I wonder if like if I jump this way, like it looks weird. Or, who cares? It's like, yeah, who cares? It's, I mean, this is not exactly a for most people a viable career choice by yeah. any means whatsoever. Yeah, this literally. Is, this is risky as all hell. Yeah, and you just have to let it all, you can't think yeah. about it, because the moment you start thinking about it, you over-worry, you overthink, and you get, you just kind of like, it's not the best performance you can put on if you're overthinking it. Um, because then, like, you don't let go all the way. And once you let go, the, out, the audience feels that. Right. Um, I, the shows where I can't fully let go, I just, I leave the stage and I'm like, that that wasn't it. You know, like, I I didn't get out what I needed to get out. You know, I didn't, the crowd didn't get what they needed to get from me, what they could have gotten from me. Um, but, yeah, my best effort is when I let go completely. So that's kind of what my, I guess, advice would be. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Yeah. The Liquid Conversations podcast is brought to you by Dirtbag Clothing. Wear it till it stinks.